Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about starting your island from scratch? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you today? I'm pretty good, I guess. Pretty good. Not yeah, extra? Not amazing? Uh, just a day. We just had a, a great little outing, you and I. <laughs> I feel like you should feel wonderful. Oh, yeah. I, I feel kind of bad about that. Why? Oh, I spent a lot of fucking money. Yeah, it was, it was a time. I don't know if you spent as much as me, but we did bad. <laughs> so... Uh, one of our patrons, Ismail, posted a, uh, I don't know, was it a link or something in the, the secret discord? For... Uh, he just straight up like wrote me and was like, hey, look at this thing that's happening. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, that can work. So the Dallas area retro expo happened this past weekend and it was, uh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was cool. I didn't expect to uh, like so much stuff there. So, like, when you sent me the link for this, it was basically just, uh, I, I didn't know what to, to make of it. It was like, they have retro video games and toys and stuff. And I was like, well, that sounds like a good time. May as well. It was only, like, 10 bucks to go. And Richard was interested because he likes retro video games. So, I was like, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's make a little day of it. Yeah, they had way more, like, collectibles than I thought. Because I was actually hoping for more games. Yeah, they didn't have a whole lot of video games. Like, that was what Richard's main draw was, because he, he always gets, like, a retro video game for him and his brother to play for on yeah. Christmas each year. And uh, he actually ended up getting Super Tech Mobile, so he was very thrilled about that. Okay. But um, also, one of the big pulls for this was that um, Ashley X-Time is going to be there, and she's the voice of Ahsoka. Yeah. And when we first got there, we saw the line to, like, go see her, and it was full of, like... <laughs> cosplays of ahsoka it was amazing oh okay very cool. i i only saw uh i saw some clones and just like officers i didn't yeah. ever see like a jedi person yeah i saw a couple with like the head tails and stuff and i was like that's very cool but yeah so i mean take us to see her it was like 50 to 60 bucks to get a photo or an, an autograph yeah. and all that um which i didn't want to spend that money and also i was wearing a Darth vader shirt and i don't feel like that i'm allowed to meet ahsoka while i'm wearing a Darth <laughs> vader shirt so yeah. When we first got there, we got there like right as it opened because I wanted to be early in case there was something there that I want. I was I was specifically seeking an Admiral Akbar action figure because okay. I think I've talked about this before. It's like my white whale. I cannot find one. Yeah. Every time I've gone to like look for it and like I go to places that have Star Wars action figures like board game shops and shit and they never have an Admiral Akbar and it makes me sad because I love him. The one I'm looking for is like like five inches tall just like very small plastic guy just a little admiral akbar okay. and the first booth that we saw had a ton of star wars action figures and i'm like thumbing through them like going all over and they have all these like unique ones that you would never expect to see all these droids that have like 
two minutes of screen time. And you're like, this is cool, but also, why no Admiral Ackbar? <laughs> and then yeah. I, I look up on the shelf and I see this like 12 inch, like stuffed body, hard head kind of a doll, you know? Okay. Of Admiral Ackbar. And I was like, oh my God, how much is that? <laughs> And uh, the lady was like, it's 30 bucks. And I was like, that's going to have to do. So I buy my Admiral Ackbar. He's $30 and I'm carrying him around and I'm so happy. And we we'd been walking around the convention hall for some time and eventually got to another booth that also had more Star Wars action figures and stuff. And I'm like going through looking for a small Admiral Ackbar because I'm still like, I still want a small Admiral Ackbar. Yeah. <laughs> and... I don't find one in the small figures. And so I asked the guy who's manning the booth. I'm like, have you ever seen like an Admiral, Ar- uh, an Admiral Akbar action figure come through here? He's like, well, we have this one. And he pulls out like this fresh boxed version of the figurine that I had just bought yeah. for 30 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? And I like yelled at this guy accidentally because, you know, I'm excitable. Yeah. And uh, he was like, well, I mean, He's usually like $25, but you seem excited, so I'll give him to you for 20 <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and I, I pulled it. I went, I like fished into my bag and pulled out the Admiral Ackbar that I had just bought. And he was like, oh, you have a matching set now. I was like, but I just bought him for like $10 more than you're going to sell me this one for. And he was, and like, he was like, oopsies. Yeah. He's like, does that mean you don't want it? And I was like, no, I still want it. <laughs> so yeah. Now I have a boxed Admiral Ackbar and a regular Admiral Ackbar, and I love him very much, and he sits on my desk, and I smile at him. Oh, good. He brings me joy. We bought a shitload of stuff there, man. You you committed the cardinal sin of conventionism. What I did guess I that's do? the word I'll go with. Bought the first you, thing I saw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always walk... I always show interest in what I want, so that people are like, oh, man, this guy wants it, and then I go... Not right now. And then I'll leave. And hopefully when I come back, they'll offer it to me for less. Uh, but I may just find it for less. You know? Yeah. I mean, after we got home, I looked at all the stuff we bought online just because I was curious. Like, did I overpay for this shit? And the answer yeah. to that is, yes, I did overpay for it. Of course but you did. it was in a convention hall. And it was, like, at a place where we could easily access it you know like i was able to look at it and touch it and see the quality of it and but also, it was out there among other shipping stuff. you know it's shipping yes exactly yeah like you might have paid the same just it looks like it's less you know yeah and it saved me like the google hunt so yeah uh i had a really fun time and we bought well, we bought just a ton of shit like literally so much and i'm happy we went but also like my wallet is dead can you give me the ratio of items that were for you and then for Richard? A lot of them were, like, for both of us. <laughs> so uh, Richard and I split up. Um, his friend met him there, and I was hanging out with you and Taylor. Yeah. And so uh, Richard walked off with his friend and came back with, like, all these art prints of Star Wars stuff. And I was like, that's cool. So he got an art print of uh, posters for 4, 5, and 6. He got a Din Djarin from The Mandalorian and he got a Revan from KOTOR. And those are okay. very cool looking. I love them a lot. We framed them and hung them up yesterday. Uh, he also got a Skyrim poster. He got a couple of vinyl decals. He got um, just so much. He got te- super techmobile. And then when we met up and we're walking around some more to find more stuff, we went back to the vinyl place and he was like, oh, I didn't see they had Lego figurines here. So we bought like five little Lego oh, yeah. guys. <laughs> so we got a little... Um, Palpatine with lightning hands, like Lego okay. lightning hands that are very yeah. cool. Uh, we got a 
an Ahsoka figurine with um, white sabers, which is the best Ahsoka. Um, we got, who do we get? We got a Revan and I think an Obi-Wan. Okay. And then Richard also got a Grand Moff Tarkin figurine and then also a Grand Moff Tarkin figurine in the box because the exact same thing happened to him where he bought the one oh out God. of the box first and then found the one in the box later. Yeah. Um, and then also bought a, who's another guy? Wedge Antilles. He bought a Wedge Antilles figure. Okay. Oh, and then I bought a Greedo. I forgot to tell you. I bought a Greedo. Did you see oh, him? Oh, cool. No, I didn't. He's, he's the size he that the I was envisioning. One? Yeah, for Admiral okay. Akbar. It's just a nice little five-inch little, you know, standard, I don't know, action yeah. figure. Greedo man. Little old Greedo man. Little old Greedo man. We got back with all of our stuff, and I realized I bought one thing, <laughs> and everything else was something that Taylor got. Yeah. And I was like, man, you made out fucking good. But, like, <laughs> we found, like, good shit. Like, good. everything that she found was, like, real good. Yeah, like, the Mothra figure that she found was so yeah. cool. And I didn't find anything like that for me, you know? Yeah. Like, like that also comes with the territory. Sometimes it's like, yeah, this shit is, like, cool, but it's not, like, something that I need, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because that Mothra thing is fucking bomb. Baller. She found all these uh, Sailor Moon Funko Pops. Nice. So which I will be, I'll be brutally honest for, for the show with you guys, okay? Okay. This is why you walk around. We found one of the single most hard to find Sailor Moon Pops. Oh, really? Okay? Like, you don't find this one because it was like a Comic-Con exclusive. Oh, because I was saying, you know, like, if it's, like, a Target exclusive, there's a lot of Targets, you know? Yeah. But there's only one Comic-Con. Right. So there's not going to be as many to be had, because you only have to supply enough for that area, not a bunch of stores across the country, you know? Yeah. So we found this one. It's um, Black Lady. That's her name. Um, it's It's, like, when her daughter from the future like turns evil in this one arc of the show okay and she's like super fancy looking and all this stuff and this guy wanted 250 good lord 250 dollars for that pop right did you did you get it no okay because i found a different one ah but i was walking around and we found another guy and he wanted 180 still a lot, but more manageable. Yeah, it's still a lot. But we talked to him, and we got it for less than that, so... Oh, my God. But still, though... That's expensive. He... Yeah, she was... She was expensive, and she will forever stay in the box. Like, it came with, like, one of those, like, hard plastic created for Funko Pop cases, you know? Ah, uh, okay, yeah. She was a little too much work and a little too much money to be ripped out of the box. <laughs> Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about boxes. Yeah. I know that, like, it's considered a cardinal sin to, like, open the box for something, right? For some things. For some things. I mean, uh, I was really struggling with this. So the Greedo I bought was, like, he wasn't, like, a limited run or anything. He yeah. was just, like, a 1996 action figure. Oh, in, like, the green box or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... It was just like the little plastic clamshell box or whatever. Um, and I 
I was just staring at him and I was like, I want to hold him though. Like I just want to, I want to have him in my hand. And like, that's the thing. Like, what does it mean to you to have, like, I don't leave stuff in the box ever. Okay. Yeah. I was going to get your opinion on it because I just like part of me also wants to bust out that Admiral Ackbar figure I got, even though I have one out of the box already, but the one that's in the box. No, (laughs) never. Uh, like you have one out of the box. Yeah. Never open the one in the box now. For, okay. Like ever. You have a dirty one to play with now. Yeah, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> like I just want them to hold hands. I want them to be friends. Because like but... Taylor actually bought me the pop that I got from from the show. So yeah. I'm into Dragon Ball. Okay. Uh huh. But. I don't think in the entirety of watching the show, I'll ever care for Goku as an adult. Okay. I I thought him as a kid, the show was so much more mysterious and just like, what's the deal? Like, you, you never know why he's so powerful. He's just like this mystery of a, of a protagonist, right? He's, he's just this force of good and you don't know why he's so awesome, right? Yeah. Because as an adult, it's like, oh, I... I just worked hard and I got good, you know? And it's like, that's not cool. Like now it's all about power and just like, like raw muscle strength. Right. Yeah. Which is cool, but it doesn't have the whimsy that like he did as a kid in like that first show. Right. Yeah. So I like that. So I looked at all the dragon ball pops and I hated all of them. Cause I was like, eh, like it's, it's Okay. I don't care for this version of him. And Taylor found me this one of like my dream pop that I didn't even know existed. It's little Goku with his tail, his power pole, and he's on his flying cloud. Oh my gosh. Came home. Oh, he's on the shop. I pulled him out immediately. Okay. I look at him and hold him all day. Yeah. It's good to hold things, isn't it? Like we were talking he gives a couple episodes. Yeah. We were talking a couple episodes ago about like, chasing your joy and feeling it and like having stuff that makes you happy and that's what we went and did like we chased our joy to this expo and just bought things that made us happy really it felt good like here do you feel happy with him in the box because to me you keep things in the box if it's not yours yeah that makes sense right you are yeah you are intending for it to belong to somebody else down the road yeah. I'm going to sell this one day, so I won't open it. It doesn't belong to me. When you open it, it's yours now. Yeah. You know? This Goku's fucking mine, boy. <laughs> right. Like Nobody will... will own him. He goes <laughs> in will... the coffin with me. <laughs> in the coffin. I would like Greedo to be cremated with me, please. Yeah. Fucking, if, if Greedo is yours, open that goddamn box and have him sitting on your computer monitor. Yeah, he stands by my phone every day. Like, I have a yes. little phone charger by my work desk, and that's where he stands. Yes, 100%. I am not into keeping things preserved to just never touch it and never experience it. Because to me, that says you it's not yours. You didn't really want it. Yeah, like, what is the point? Yeah, you are keeping it for somebody else to, to have a good copy one day. Yeah. And that's not why I buy things. I don't buy things for somebody else to have it. All of this is from me. For you me. know, it's all mine. This is my yes. shit that brings me the joy. <laughs> now you. I'm putting a picture of Admiral Ackbar in the general chat so you can absorb his wonderful, wonderfulness. Um, let me see if I can get a picture of this Goku. 
Pop. I don't know if I showed him to you, but he's just so cute. <laughs> and we'll make some uh, Instagram posts too, showing you guys all the all the stuff we got. Yeah, Taylor took some good pictures. Um, hang on. No, yeah, he's in the orange. I like him in the orange. Oh, I didn't tell you about the records I got, did I? No, because you were looking, and I thought you didn't really care for him. So it's yeah, it was one that I was like on the fence about. Oh, that is a cool little pop. Yeah, me too. This little Nimbus. That's cute. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at this, uh, Star Wars Saga Essential Collection is what this record was called. Oh, yes. Okay. And I mean, I, I flipped it over to look at the songs and I was like, those are all good songs. And, uh, the guy who was selling the records was like super weird. And I was like, let me oh just my God. Talk, I talk to my husband. was listening to him being like, I know you want it. I know yeah. you like it. You like the star. He was like, kind of like <laughs> singing to you while he was it talking. It was so creepy. I, I, yeah. I was holding my Admiral Ackbar and he was like, Oh, you like the star Wars? Look at this. Like I've got this to show you. I was like, please, <laughs> please stop talking to me. You're giving me an anxiety attack. Please. It makes um, me cry. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think I showed you this picture yet. I'm going to show this to you too. So we got, we ended up getting it because I showed it to Richard and he was like, oh, fuck yeah. And because he, he loves records and he loves Star Wars. So this is just the confluence of things that he loves. And um, so as the guy was showing it to us, he flipped it over and he was like, these are actually limited edition. Like only 2000 of them were made. And we got like number 1703 or whatever. Okay. But um, I thought it was pretty cool. That it's limited edition. And then when we got it home and opened it up, we thought it was even cooler because it's a twin disc set. Nice. And each of the discs is made to look like one of the sons on Tatooine. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're like really pretty. I just love it a lot. It's like you got the two sons, there they are. Boom. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Beautiful. I know you have an appreciation for records that look nice. I like really wanted a record and there were just I mean, they they actually had some of the like sold out Mondo ones that are like video game soundtracks and stuff. Yeah. But they were so expensive. <laughs> because then Taylor found they had a whole bunch of Studio Ghibli soundtracks, right? Yeah. And, but they were, like, from Japan. Like, there was no English on any of these things. Man. And, like, she found her favorite one, Hal's Moving Castle. And you know they would be so pretty, but they wanted, like, 150 bucks or some shit. My God. And it was like, we have YouTube music. That's fine. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, Ismail, thank you. I don't know that I want to say thank you. Just, I don't, uh, don't want to say thank you. My wallet says fuck you, but... Yeah, you <laughs> sent us to a place. We found stuff. Cool, I guess. Why not? <laughs> it was a really good experience, actually. And it was it was nice to be able to get out of the house and be, like, in a crowd. It was it was weird to be in a crowd, but... Uh, I love convention hall things like that and finding those deals, because you just never know what you find, you know? Yeah, and it's always nice to be among people that are just you know, passionate about the same like shit you. that you are. Yeah. Like the people that run the booths, they know what they're talking about when they show you something like this girl had all those yeah. star Wars black figurines. And she was like, look at this and was telling and me was... exactly the scene in star Wars that it comes from. And I was like, you know, you're a shit woman. Actually, there was a guy that I met. I wish, I wish he'd had a business card. I'll have to see if I have anything, but like this guy sells video games and they're like, they were like, if I sold a game, <laughs> I mean, they were mint, like they'd never been touched. And I was like, are these your prices? And he's like, yeah, why? And I was like, because <laughs> it's a good price. He's like, yeah, why? Oh I was God. like, because it's like it was just bought and it's perfect. Yeah, why? <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. And he was just gushing about stuff. He made Taylor mad, though. Why? 
Oh, because he, because we we bought Tomb Raider stuff from him because she's doing like a whole Tomb Raider collection now. Yeah. And <laughs> he just like comes up and is like, "Oh yeah, that fucking new Tomb Raider's a pile of fucking hot garbage. What a what? piece of shit game." Oh and my Taylor, God. <laughs> Taylor's face just went like full blown pale, mouth wide open, and he's just like, "Yeah, you fucking know what I'm talking about. You're oh. speechless because you know." And she's like, "I have to leave." <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything about this place. And I was like, just let me buy these and go. Cause God. you might get hurt, dude. Yeah. It was very cool. I haven't been to a thing like that in a billion years. Yeah. And I don't want to go back because I want to have money before I can go back. That is true. It was also, um, stinky. <laughs> Am I right to say that it was stinky in that hall? I had my mask on most of the time and I only smelled something once. Oh, man. I Like, even through the mask, I was getting just, like, wafts of fart and body odor and urine oh, for some reason. You gotta have a thicker mask. I, I have the apparently. thickest of masks. I only smelled one that, like, you pointed out, and then you said it was, like, body, but then I straight up smelled butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, did it change <laughs> in the time of walking up to this? Like, what happened? There was one dude that, like, absolutely ripped one on us, and I was like, this oh, is... Oh, man. <laughs> fucking terrible come on yeah um but y'all yeah. behave if you go to expo halls please don't yes, still please fart do. on patrons <laughs> um can we crack this thing open i'm thirsty uh yes all right um so actually later that day i went with um some friends up to a board game cafe which i have not done for a very long time mm-hmm. and it was very exciting it was just another, like, good piece on the day. Like, I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than I just had fun. Like, I haven't oh, been inside of a place among people for so long. And just to be able to do it again, like, wearing a mask, of course, but just yeah. to be able to do it again was a really good time. We played this game that I had not heard of called Ramen Fury. It's a cute little card game. And I've seen that one. I immediately bought it just because it's adorable. Yeah. Okay. Like. The packaging is designed to look like a bag of ramen, and then when you open it up, you pull the box out from inside, and the box looks like a brick of ramen noodles. That's awesome. It's so cute. Um, and there was a cat there, a big ginger cat, and he was really sweet. Perfect. Yes. That, like, makes it... Man, I love going to places, and there's just, like, the resident animal, whatever yes. it is, you know? It's like, yeah. all right, you passed the vibe check, for sure. All right? Like, I was, I was in there just, like, browsing games and stuff, and then I walk around the corner, and I'm like, there's a cat in here. Yeah, that's, that's when you're like, all right, this is good people. Yes. Like, this is a good place to be. This is a safe place. <laughs> Precisely. I just had fun. I liked it. Speaking of things that I like, I want to tell you about this real quick. It's tiny topic. Most people will not care, and will just be like, okay. Uh, I saw this thing that Disney Plus was adding, they call it IMAX Enhanced Movies on their streaming service. Okay. But so basically what it is, is uh, a lot of their movies that were shot on IMAX, IMAX uses more of a screen than like a standard movie ratio. So like when you watch something on IMAX, if you were to watch it on your like widescreen TV, there'd be no black bars. It would like fill up the whole screen. Okay. And so some of the movies that they put on there now won't have black bars. Nice. Okay. The problem is, uh, like, the Transformers movies, 
they released on Blu-ray, and it would, like, shift the ratio. So, like, you'd be watching with black bars, and, like, the next scene, boom, no bars, then boom, bars, then boom, no bars, That's boom, back to bars. So, some of their movies will do that. But they have a couple that were, like, just full-blown the entire movies, like the IMAX presentation. And I just think it's neat. So if you want to see what that's like, and uh, you got Disney Plus, I don't think you have to have like any kind of tier. Just go out and find some. It's a lot of the Marvel movies right now. Okay. So we turned on Endgame, and I was just watching it, and it's it's actually really cool. Like, there's some scenes where, when you're watching it in the normal widescreen, like the black bars might come down like to the middle of their forehead, right? Okay. And then in IMAX, you see like their whole head. Like, Interesting. Like, you do lose some of the image when they yeah. cut it down to widescreen. Yeah, that weirds me out. Because those movies were shot in IMAX, but then they release on Blu-ray, and they chop them up. So it's like, why don't you give that to us on the discs and stuff? Yeah. You know? I feel like I'm getting cheated out of movie. Kind of. Like, like you're missing out on free image real estate, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I just think it's... A little tiny thing, but it's cool if you care. I mean, I don't think it's life-changing to have it, but it's cool to experience it and see if it means anything to you, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've watched Endgame with the Black Bars for a long time and enjoyed it every time, so it's fine. Oh, also with that, I went and saw a bunch of movies. What'd you see? the past week. Uh, we went and saw Spencer. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I've not. Most people have not because they think it's called something different. That's the okay. Princess Diana movie. Oh, oh. Why is it called Spencer? Kristen uh, Stewart. That's her maiden name. Oh, shit. Okay. If you just love royalty, like you're just like into the whole culture and all that shit about it. Yeah. Yeah. Go see it. Great movie, I guess. Okay. I don't like that stuff. And I kind of wanted to learn more about Princess Diana. Yeah. It's I not love Princess really about Di. Her. Oh, why, not, why the fuck would they call the movie after her maiden name and then not make the movie about her? She's she's like our gateway into seeing what it's like inside the family. Okay. So it's like focused on her and like her experience over a Christmas weekend. It takes place in three days. Oh. It's like the day. So it's like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the day after. And it's just her experience of like having Christmas with the royal family. Right. I need to look up a photo of Kristen Stewart as Diana because... Oh, dude, no. You won't know which one's her because she looks just like her. Wow. It was weird because, like, That's sometimes eerie. I was like, is that Kristen Stewart? I don't know. Like, she looks like her in some spots. And then while we were watching it, Taylor was like, sometimes it's, for me it's not even that they look like them. It's just how much she embodied her. Yeah, like, look she at these like, images. She's the like, way that she moved and the way she did things, she was like, my mind is tricked. I don't wow. see her, you know? Yeah. So in that way, the movie's phenomenal. Really, the movie's more like showing you how much it sucks to be in that family. Because, <laughs> like, she's given 15 dresses for the three days because you have to change into something oh for God. breakfast, lunch, dinner, church. Like, there is a dress... There, there's clothing picked out for you for each event that will happen. It is scripted. It is scheduled. You know? That sounds like a bad time. Pretty much. And that's the point of the movie. It's like getting to see it through how much she hated being a part of it. You know? Okay. Um, 
It ends with them going to KFC, and we left the movie, and I was like, let's get some <laughs> fucking KFC, dude. <laughs> and it was good. It was phenomenal. All right. Well, good. So, it's a to me, it's like a super art house movie. Yeah. It was a neat experience, but it's a sad movie. If you just want to be sad, great movie to go see. It doesn't, like, cover her death or anything, right? It's just, like, a day in the royal family? Yep. It's just, here's Christmas time. And when did she die? how much I don't want to do this. She died, like, around Christmas time, right? I don't even know. That's kind of why I wanted to see it. I wanted to know about her. Yeah. She died in August, actually. Wow. But, uh, oh, did you know this? This really bothered me. At Christmas, you go in and they weigh you. You have to be weighed when you get there or else, like, you're in trouble, right? What? You have to be weighed because when you leave at the end of the Christmas weekend... You have to gain three pounds to, like, prove you had a good time. What? Yeah, there's, like, weird stuff that happens. And it's all, like, in the name of tradition and stuff. And if you, you know? don't gain three pounds, do they just keep you and feed you cake until you do? Probably. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and then another thing that bothered me, in the kitchen, there's a big sign that says, like, don't say anything. They can hear you. Oh, my God. What? I was like, how scary of a place to exist. <laughs> what the it was wild i don't know if you're into just knowing kind of like that world this movie does a good job of showing you you know okay what was it like in the theater which which theater did you go to first of all just the the one in the mall out here okay i i just want to know like what it was like was it busy were people in the theater no well not for that movie okay because we saw two movies recently and one was pretty empty and the other was like kind of full was it james bond that was kind of full no oh both times i saw james bond packed 100 percent packed okay so people are still going to the movies like every time i go to the movies there's nobody there and it makes me scared <laughs> for theater i think you're seeing the wrong movies i think i'm just going at the wrong times because i like to go to matinees so that it oh is people less busy. hate that yeah yeah so people do not like doing that you gotta go super late and you got to go see a Marvel movie. Yeah. Packed with people, probably. And then we saw uh, Dune. We saw Dune. Oh, you did? Okay. What did you I, think? I don't know what to say about that movie. <laughs> okay. Do you feel like you would have benefited from, uh, like, reading the book or anything? Oh, 100%. Okay. But, I mean, the book's going to go farther than this did, you know? This was a two and a half hour movie, by the way. Woo. That's too long. <laughs> would you like to be confused for two and a half hours not really do you want a lot of well not silent but do you want just like heavy drum music to shots of no talking for probably an hour and a half of that i don't <laughs> well that's that movie okay <laughs> it's it is entire setup for part two Oh, so like, they're going to like, make a series out of it. Yeah, because like, its plot is very thin because it's all set up. Like, okay. like, the point of this movie hasn't happened yet. Boy, it howdy. It will happen in the next one. Okay, so there are there are six Dune books. I thought there was one. Yeah, there's a lot. Wow. Because Taylor was like, well, if I got two years till the next one, because the next one comes out in 2023, she's like, guess I'll read the books. Well, she said, I guess I'll read the book. Because I thought they were like two. 
and she just yeah. starts reading them and she's like dune son of dune mom of dune bride yeah. of dune and they all have <laughs> dune in the name yeah there's dune dune messiah children of dune god emperor of dune heretics of dune and chapter house colon dune yeah all the interesting characters i feel like we're barely in it like oh boy. not a lot happened when you read the wikipedia synopsis it is so short because the events that actually had unfolded are pretty small for the two and a half hours. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's just not my style of movie because this guy is like heralded as one of the greatest directors of all time. Okay. And I don't like any of his movies. What was who's the director? <sighs> let me let me get his name. But did you see Arrival with Amy Adams? Yes. Do you like that movie? I do. I'm one of the few people on earth who enjoyed that movie. Okay, go see Dune. <laughs> You'll love Dune. Because I hate Arrival. Uh, and I kind of don't like Dune. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Like, people love Arrival, right? Like, adamantly, with a passion. And I could care less about that movie. I didn't, like, adamantly love it with a passion, but I liked it, you know? I, I did good. not like it. I did not like it. It <laughs> gave me... Nothing I wanted. And then what it gave me was like, why? Mm. I don't know. I didn't care for like the like, I secretly have time stuff now. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Okay. And Dune only doesn't work for me because all the questions I have are for part two. Oh. (laughs) Every question I have is made to be in part two. There's apparently a TV series coming up called Dune the Sisterhood. That might be cool. Maybe. I, like, really want part two, though. <laughs> okay. Because I'm ready for my questions. I want to see what I was waiting to see in this one, you know? Maybe I'll wait for part two, and then I'll watch both of them. Well, I will say, if you enjoy the cinema, you should see this in a theater, because it's a gigantic movie. Okay. And it works in the theater. Like, I only really got bored towards the end. Huh? Did you feel enveloped in sand? I was so enveloped in sand. <laughs> and I got very parched because it's a dry movie. It's it's like a like the shot. Oh, my God. Like, it's shot so good. But nothing is happening in the shots. It's just like, look at these beautiful <laughs> images. And you're like, yes. What's the deal with the sand? What's the deal with your mystic powers? Why can you control people with this voice? What is happening? And I get none of those answers. <laughs> okay. Like, I want part two. But if you just want to casually watch it, stop and go to the bathroom and stuff, it is on HBO Max. So Okay. It is in an accessible to the home area where you can be like, all right, two and a half hours, I'll watch this in three parts. You know? Okay. I'm glad you know that I, <laughs> I need accessibility like that. I can't just, like, sit and watch all that shit. It's just a lot of movie to consume yeah. to not get anything out of you know that is a lot and then like there's the bad guy the bad guy i'm intrigued by the bad guy and he's in like three scenes total Jeez. and i know nothing about him like what's your end game like i want to know you know (laughs) i yeah i have a lot of questions and this one set me up to ask him like i have all the questions because of this movie so it set me up the way it needs to but part two is going to answer him you know yeah and actually, one more thing about it. I didn't expect to go on about Dune for so long. 
a lot of people got mad at it because it didn't answer these questions. When it starts, it says Dune and then says part one. Okay. It says it in the opening. And I guess people just don't look at the screen while they watch a movie because nobody knew <laughs> that it was a part one. So they were just like setting you up for it. They were like, okay, this is Dune part one. We want yeah, you they, guys to know. Yeah, they clearly tell you up front there will be another one. Just, okay. just know that because they know they're not going to give you the answers right now. Good shit. You like movies, weird mo- Just go fucking watch. Just watch it and let me know what you think. I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's a movie. I went and saw something last night. Oh, ah, okay. What'd you see? I went to the theater. Okay. Not the movie theater. I went to the theater. Oh. I went to Bass Performance Hall in Fort Worth. Okay. And I saw cats. Oh, gross. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, my God. I... I found out that this thing was in town, and I've had tickets for, like... This is that one that I told you about when we discussed you going that time. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> the time is now. Yeah, oh, the shit. time is now. See I know. That? I forgot all about that shit. I know. Like, I, I remember that you said that you wanted to go to Cats with me, like, in person at some point. And I looked at tickets for this, and I was like, I'm not going to make Robert pay this price <laughs> for a musical he's not passionate about. <laughs> so, I went to Cats with Richard. Uh, okay. I dragged him out there because... I needed to go with somebody and um and he made a little tent with a blanket and played Game Boy the entire time. <laughs> no, he he okay. was he was he paid attention. He enjoyed it. He he wasn't like he's not a, he's not a Cats fanboy now, but he he did like it. I um, really think the live performance would be better to me. The live performance. Okay, so the movie, I need you I need you and I need everyone who's listening to this podcast to understand <laughs> that Cats 2019 is a totally separate different idea. It's a different idea entirely. Cats as a production on stage, it's the same general thing, you know, cats come out and introduce themselves and they're like one yeah. of us gets to die at the end of this, but um no, the songs are so much better like actually in the play and just the costuming is incredible. It's a feat of, of like seamstress work and like fur yeah. and the face painting. Cats on stage is exponentially better than anything Cats 2019 could strive to be. There's no weird CGI'd fur. <laughs> There's no, it's, it's so good. How about um, this? What if we did another like Yimtope watch party thing, but we oh. watched like, that 90s cats that, uh. like like everybody thought was a movie but it's just the stage play recorded you know yes i would love that what if we did that and then that way we got because that's like the real that's like the real deal right yeah that's the real deal and i mean the one that i went and saw last night was that but made more modern like they yeah. didn't change the plot or the songs or anything like there's just a little bit of tweaking in some of the songs but nothing that would drastically change the the trajectory of the musical and, and better leotards better leotards okay <laughs> okay so my favorite cat is magical mr mistopheles um yes and i was i was so excited about this performance but i did not expect them to do what they did with him they gave him oh i just <laughs> it's so good they gave him like a light up LED vest, like okay. his whole his whole fucking jacket lit up, like from wrist to rib, just 
rainbow lights and I, I did not expect it to happen and I like burst into tears when he came out in okay. that shit. It was so good. Oh, it was amazing. I was so happy. I was ecstatic. I was thrilled. My whole my whole year was made. How was my favorite cat? That is Skimble Shanks. Oh, Skimble Shanks. He was just as good as ever. I love Skimble okay. Shanks. Okay. I think Skimble Shanks actually in the movie version they did him justice. Well, he was my favorite part of the movie, so. Yeah, he's a good cat. I am happy for you. Thank you. It I'm was, happy for me, it's too. Your, it's your life dream come true. Yeah, I've been able to cross uh, two musicals off of my bucket list this year, so I'm very happy about that. Good. You ready to go to a uh, break? Yeah, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we, got, we got something big to get into. Yes. All right. What do you listen to country for, if you listen to any? Honestly, I listen to it because I'm the passenger in Richard's car. Like, I don't seek it out. <laughs> and I think the the big draw for country music for me, first of all, any kind of story they can tell. Yeah. But also, like, they put unexpected comedy in there. Like, just in places you wouldn't <laughs> think to look. Like, there's a song, every single time I hear it, it fucking knocks me out because I'm not expecting it. But it's like, I'm going through the big D and don't mean Dallas. Uh. God. <laughs> It just, it takes me out every time. I mainly listen to country for love songs. Okay. Like, if you go to mine, it's mostly love songs. I don't, I don't do too many of the, like, messagey ones, you know? Yeah. I don't, don't really care for those. I don't like two redneck ones. I like the rednecky ones where they're like, I killed my husband because he cheated on me. And now he's dead and we're gonna eat his feet. Well, I'm into every revenge one. Oh, yeah. Revenge like, songs. Uh, they're, they're good. Yeah, uh, fucking... Goodbye, Earl. Good, that song by Jam, dude! <laughs> Earl had to die as the shit. All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that little bit of the pre-ramble there. If you're intrigued, want to get a little bit more, you can sign up for that full bonus episode by going over to patreon.com slash ymbtoap and signing up to be a patron. We would love to have you guys join us. And if you want just a little bit more, it's uh, getting chilly outside. You're thinking you need a new hoodie. You need something nice and warm. Uh, we have the Yimtope Peril Store. Go get you a Yimtope hoodie. We got t-shirts and all kinds of stuff. All kinds of merch. Uh, that link is in our show notes. And again, thank you to all of our supporters. And let's get back to that regularly scheduled content. What is that content, Robert? It's the Game Awards! <laughs> Okay, so as of recording, these went up yesterday. Yes, November 16th. Yes, so been anxiously awaiting because it's every December and it's always time to know shit. So I built you a spreadsheet. You sure did. I love it. Um, yeah, I got off work a little early before we recorded and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have fun with Excel. Kelsey likes that. <laughs> I sure do. I think it's time to do our annual bet. Yeah. And go through some stuff. So, have you thought of what you want your piece of the bet to be? Not even remotely. Okay. <laughs> we can think on that still. Yeah. Um, I do want to hit you with this before we get started. Okay. I want to hit you with the ones that have the most and least nominations. And not okay. exactly least because there's some on here that are like one time. But uh, the top nominated game, you're going to hear us say it a lot. It is Death Loop. Yes. I have purposefully not played Deathloop because I just didn't think it was going to be that interesting. And <laughs> not even because of Game Awards, but I've just heard some stuff about it. Yeah. I want to I, I play that fucking game. Really? 
I'm going to play it bad. Like, yeah, I want I've, to play it. I've seen some good shit about it. It looks really, really good. It was just on sale for, like, 30% off, and I was like, that's not enough. Yeah, I'm waiting for, like, the 50. <laughs> Maybe Black Friday will give us something special. Maybe. Like, I, I do want to play it, but it just, it looks, it looks like it would be very difficult for me. Actually, Black Friday, it is about 50% off right oh, now. Oh, shit. Right now? It's, I think... It's like it's like an in-store physical copy. It's not like the oh. digital one. Boo. But yeah, like there's there there's some pretty good deals going on out there. I'm a little intrigued, but not enough to spend money cuz of Goku and stuff. I just want to look real quick on the Twitch, not Twitch, the uh, Steam store. No, it's just full price on Steam right now. 60 buck. Yeah, it's full price on uh PlayStation right now too, so. Mm. But I'll get there one day. One day. So anyway, Deathloop has a whopping seven nominations. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, and we, we're we not going through every category. So out of these 24 categories that we have, it's in there seven times. God. That's a lot of times. It is. And I wanted to direct you to the bottom of my little spectrum here with two nominations. Two whole nominations. The fact is, this should be zero nominations. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 yeah, has two I, nominations. I legitimately don't know what it's doing on this list. What? Why is it even up for Game of the Year? It was critically the panned by... The idea of it should be up here, but its execution should, should keep it away from this. Yeah, yeah. Because the idea of Cyberpunk made it a Game of the Year. It's not Definitely. up for Game of the Year, but that's a Game of the Year... The idea of what this was supposed to be, 100% should be in for Game of the Year. Right. But when you release a game that's unplayable. And unfinished. And just yeah, like... that doesn't work. It's not Game of the Year. No. I think we should jump into this. All right. So um, do you want to start at the bottom of the I list was thinking and work our way up? That. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty easy one. Most anticipated game. This isn't one that we'll put in to be tallied. Okay. But what is, I mean, that's just an, that, that's just like a fan thing. It's not like an award, you know? It's not an award? They're not like giving this one away? No, but they do say like, oh. hey, this is what people are waiting on. Okay. It just kind of shows you who's hype. I thought this was like a new category this year. I was like, oh, fun. Oh, no. They, they always do this one. Okay. But it's like a fan-based one, so it's 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 like awarded, but it doesn't get like an award. They just go, hey, you said this was the most anticipated game, so people who are creating that game, people are looking to you more than anything else right now. So it's okay. kind of like a boost in confidence for any of these five games. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, so the five they have listed are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I guess is unnamed as of yet. <laughs> yeah. And Starfield. I don't know, dude. I think I'm really Elden into Ring. Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, I think Elden Ring is going to take the cake here. I think, okay, here, God of War is going to be amazing, and I want to see that story, right? Yeah. But Elden Ring is like creating a new game. Right. And that is what has me like whoa you know yeah so yeah i'm totally throwing it in for elden ring as well uh best multiplayer game yes um so we have back for blood it takes two knockout city monster hunter rise 
New World, and Valheim. Uh-huh. I would be more interested in picking New World or Valheim because they seem like these bigger games. Yeah. Because, like, Knockout City's Dodgeball. Monster Hunter right. Rise has... There's been games like that already, so it's like, well, okay. And, like, Back for Blood is just Left for Dead. Yeah. And is that that amazing? I don't know. You know? Yeah. I'm going to go New World. I'm actually going Valheim on this one. I think Valheim not only deserves it, but I think it's popular enough and has had enough momentum in the community that people are going to want to vote for Valheim. See, Valheim is in here for another category that I was interested to see what you thought about it. Because I know you actually played it. Yeah. Some, so... Oh, if it's in another category, maybe I won't do it for this one. Because <laughs> I just looked at the other category that it's in. Um, Let me see. Shit. Where was it? So it's it's also... Should we jump around? Or should we leave this for later? No, we'll leave it for later. I just okay. was like, I know that it was in one. And I was like, I wonder what Kelsey will say about that. Yeah. So if it's in two categories. I know I know that Knockout City was huge on Twitch. So I... I might say that I want uh-huh. Valheim to win this one, but Knockout City will win. So you want Valheim to win, but you think it's going to be the other one? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Interesting. Okay. I will mark it thusly. Okay. I mean, I'm going New World just flat out. Yeah. Because I don't know that I want anything to take it over. Actually, you know what? I want It Takes Two to, to take it just because it was interesting. Yeah, we still haven't we've but, yet, yet to play that one. I think that we should eventually. I'm thinking multiplayer, not co-op. Yeah. To me, co-op is not a, is not multiplayer enough. Right. You know? Like, you're going to tell me a co-op game, which is like me and you, is as big a deal as, like, Battlefield, where there's 128 people on a stage at once. Like, that's a multiplayer experience. Yeah. To me, that would outshine a co-op, you know? But, oh, so actually, I have comments in here on what it means. Yes, I noticed that, you did that. That's very nice. Yeah, that could actually change the idea. Because best multiplayer means for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer. Okay. I just don't consider It Takes Two as, like, online. I think that's that's more of a couch co-op experience. Is it? I know it is online and a big <laughs> perk for it. I think it's like a way out where only one person has to buy it and you can like yeah. share it with somebody else in a way. That's what I'm thinking. So that's why I put it as I want that to win, but I think New World will take it. Okay. Next category is uh, Best Sim and Strategy Game. We have Age of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2 World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. I do not play these. Yeah. Um, but I'm going I with Microsoft Richard... Flight Simulator. <laughs> I know that Richard has been, like, deep in Age of Empires 4, and I have actually really wanted to play Inscription. It sounds it sounds interesting. Okay. But I, th- I think Microsoft Flight Simulator is probably going to be a shoe-in because it's kind of incredible. I have Even seen it. though it's old, you know? Because, like, that's from last year. Is it? Yeah. It, it was up in stuff last year, too. But it's, like, still going. So it's, yeah. it's like, just as good, you know? Plus... Right. It's like best, so this says it's for focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay. Yeah. See, that makes me want to go with something like Age of Empires or something, because 
there's not real strategy to Flight Simulator. That's just that's just straight sim. But this well, makes uh, it seem like it's focused on real time simulation. That's true. I'm sticking with Flight Simulator. It was such a big deal because they created the world like one to one. You know. Yeah. Next is best sports and racing game, which I also don't play these. <laughs> there's one that I am gonna play from this list though. Okay, so I can have, probably guess which one it is. We have uh, F1 2021, FIFA 22, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Forza Horizon 5, and Riders Republic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Actually, there's two of these I'm going to play. Okay. I forgot about Riders Republic. It's a fucking snowboarding game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, actually, it's like any type of downhill thing. You yeah. can like be on skis do a jump and then like swap to a bike in the air and then hit like a path what the fuck? and then like go off into the snow swap to a snowboard and just like keep doing this giant downhill slalom you know all right uh what's the one that you think i wanted to play i think you want to play hot wheels unleashed <laughs> nope what nope i want to play forza horizon 5 okay i think that one's gonna win because i've never played one you think that one's gonna win me too. yeah i do oh me too 100 percent like it's too big a deal. Yeah, everyone like loves when, Forza, and the and the Horizon ones because those are the like a little arcadey ones. So it's not the like pure simulate, you know, the sim style. I did not know there was a difference. <laughs> yeah, so Forzas are like your Gran Turismo's, like strictly simulation, realistic physics, and all that stuff. Okay. Forza Horizon is like all right. This is like the fun game. This is like the Need for Speed style one. Okay. I think you actually might like that game. It's it's an RPG car game. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching Richard play it. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I want to try it out. All right, we're we're agreeing a little bit so far. Okay. I th- I think when we get up into the harder stuff, I think we might start going off. Yeah, we always diverge at some point. Okay. What's next? Uh, we've got best family game. I really like this category this year. It's got a lot of good shit in here. So I'm got, torn. Yeah, we've got It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, and WarioWare Get It Together. Okay, I realize I'm not reading the comments to you guys, but I feel like some of those, you don't need them. But this one. Yeah. This is uh, for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. Yeah. So, in that scenario, I take it takes two away. Cuz it's like yeah, just it's two not of really you. A I want family. the family. Yeah. Yeah. I take Pokémon Snap out. Cuz that's like for you to play. The family can watch you. And yeah, you that's can all enjoy weird. the photos. But no. I mean, I, I guess like like a parent could play it with their child, but like back in my day, we used to have a different vehicle. Yeah. Um you know who I want to win? Who do you want to win? I'm marking it now. I want WarioWare to win. Okay. That's who I want to win. Because I think WarioWare is so cool and it doesn't get the respect it deserves. But I think the winner, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Okay. I, uh, I think WarioWare will win. We will see. They never give it to the bad guys. <laughs> okay. Is that who you I, want to win to? I kind of want Pokemon Snap to win just because... I knew it. I like it. I know. <laughs> you know? But, uh, I mean, it's like you're right. It's not a family game. It's not like multiplayer. You can't yeah. play it with your family. 
Now, here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now we're wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be stupid fucking Mario Party. Ugh. Because it's I, Mario Party. I wish Mario Party would cease to be. <laughs> I, I wish it would be like good. It. I just, I never, I never got the appeal of Mario Party. It always ends in like somebody being sad or wanting to fight. And I just don't much. like that. I know. Uh, this is best fighting game. At least I knew the fighting games last year. Boy, howdy. I don't know fucking <laughs> nothing about these. Yeah. Uh, and I actually didn't know this one was a fighting game. So we have Demon Slayer, Hinokami Chronicles. We have Guilty Gear Strive, which I'll I'll save my comments for later. We have that sounds ooh, like cars fighting. This is called Melty Blood. <laughs> I like the Lumina. name of this one. <laughs> Fuck, I haven't even heard of that one. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl and Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. This is the Ultimate Showdown. Okay, Guilty Gear, I know is a big deal. Is it? People fucking love Guilty Gear, and it is not robotic in any way. It sounds like a car fighting game. It's people. Like, I've seen okay. it. It's it's like a big deal, and this is like the 20th one. It's been around forever. Weird. There's no chance Nickelodeon takes anything. Oh, I, I think There's that's no the chance. one. <laughs> Shh, go for it. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Guilty Gear. No. no. People love Demon Slayer so fucking much right now. I've I have no concept of any of these games. I'm so far out of the fighting game realm. Like all I know is Smash and this yeah. Nickelodeon game. Alright. I'm giving it to Guilty Gear, but I want Melty Blood to win. I don't even know what Just that is. Just for the name of it, it, it sounds good. I want it. Next category is best RPG for the best game design with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. In this okay. one, we have, for some reason, Cyberpunk 2077. It's up there. Okay. Uh, we have Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei. Is that just V five. or five? Yeah, okay. it's five. Uh, and then Tales of Arise. This is horde. I, I've heard I'm, a lot of these names. I know I'm so angry at myself right now that I'm thinking that of giving it to cyberpunk because I just, I know that they had intense character customization and the progression system was supposed to be really good, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know that there's any, I want to win. Cause I don't care about these. Yeah. I don't, I don't care about this category. I know Scarlet Nexus. I hear about all the time, but Shin Megami Tensei Five has been like a long-awaited thing, so I feel like it might win just off of hype that it's out finally. Okay. But people love Tales of Arise, but people love Monster Hunter. Yeah, I I'm actually giving it to Monster Hunter. You know what? I'm going a little different. I'm doing Tales for Rise. I okay. don't know much. I don't know enough to feel confident, but I'm doing it. I'm gonna kick myself when Cyberpunk wins this category. Probably, but I will not. <laughs> I will not put a thing down for it. <laughs> then we have best action adventure game. This is for the best action adventure game, which is combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. And we have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Psychonauts 2. Mm -hmm. I, I don't uh... know. There's so many good games Here. in this category. Like, this is, like, the stacked category this year, I think. I want Metroid Dread to win it. Because why not? Obviously. But 
It will not. Actually, I think they may give it... Okay, so Metroid Dread is up for two things. We'll get to the yeah. second one later. I think they'll give it one of them. And it'll probably be this one. Where's the second one? I'm looking for it. All the way at the top. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Which is a big deal. We'll, uh-huh. But we'll get there. I feel like it has to win something. Like, people will just... Like, they'll just give it one just to be like, look, we did it. We gave it one. Yeah. Right? God, this is tough. Ugh. Okay, but what will win? Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy will never win. Even though it's supposed to be so good. No, it's not going to win. I would lean more towards Resident Evil Village because people fucking love Resident Evil, man. They sure do. But you know what? (sighs) Ratchet and Clank is good, man. I'm having a hard time. There's so many good games in this one. I've I've literally heard nothing but good shit about all of these games, honestly. I'm pulling a fucking hard trigger here. Picking Resident Evil. I really I think, think it could be Ratchet and Clank, though. I think I'm the exact opposite of you. I think Metroid Dread will win, but I, I want Resident Evil to win. I, well, te- really, Actually, I want Ratchet and Clank to win. I want Psychonauts to win. Why? Because I like Psychonauts. I remember playing Psychonauts 1 as a kid and just being, like, blown away. I never played them. It makes me sad. And I oh. have the first one. I just... I started it, but I started it, like, in the now times where it's, like, <laughs> a different style of game. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this isn't that fun. But I just it's need to difficult. get into it. Yeah. I think, I think it's got such a good story. I should play, too. I'm just leaving the Band-Aid where it is. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Because I don't, I, I, I literally don't know what to do with it. I know. Like, all of these games are huge selling, critically acclaimed. People love all of these games. Yeah, I'm, like, the way I'm thinking it, like, as you read out the description, for the best action-adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, the game that jumped out in my brain when you read that, I was like, that's Metroid what i would think but see i think guardians of the galaxy will do it more because it's 3d Hmm. because people view 2d as like not as intricate so yeah it's got traversal and puzzles but it's not in a 3d space so it's not as hard people will instantly look down on it i think that's so dumb because there's so many different pathways in metroid it may as well be 3d all right i'm going with resident evil because of its popularity not because i think it's the best in that description. The best in that description to me, I haven't played it, but it's probably Psychonauts 2. You think so? Yeah. I think Psychonauts 2 is on the outs in this category because it... I don't know. I, I just don't know. Metroid Dread is not very puzzly to me. I mean... I thought this game had a lot of little puzzles in it. You have to come... You have to backtrack to areas and that in in and of itself is a puzzle, but it's not like... yeah tinker with this thing and get it to like fall in the right line like it's it's more how can i just walk across this place like like the puzzle is the traversal yeah there there is no puzzle in the game right that you can like remove from it you know what i mean the puzzle is walk from here to there okay so to me something like psychonauts which probably has like actual puzzles in it and that's why i think resident evil because you know resident evil's built on all right, find this key, mesh it into this. Like, it's a puzzle of figuring it out, you know? Yeah. I don't consider Metroid Dread a puzzle in that way. So, 
I'm st- yeah, I'm sticking with, with the werewolf people. Okay. Okay, so next category is best action game. In this one we have Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. I want Returnal to win, but okay. it's definitely Deathloop. I'm struggling on which ones Deathloop is going to take because I know Deathloop is probably going to take a few of these. Yeah, I mean, it's up for seven things. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's leaving with three or four. Last year, uh, The Last of Us Part Two left with how many awards? It was like six, right? Basically everything it was up for. It was a lot. So I'm kind of wondering if Deathloop is going to do the same thing. I hope it doesn't the, because it's going to steamroll so many other good games here. Yeah. But the buzz about like it is too high. It is really high. Because I will say, as with every award thing, I think it mostly comes down to popularity. Yeah. Like The Last of Us was popular. There was a lot that it should have won, and there's a lot that it should not have won. Yeah. To me. Ugh, okay. Um, I, want, I, I just want Returnal to win, because I thought it was interesting and cool, and it looks so action-y. I want to play it still so bad. I kind of think Returnal will win, and I'm going to so. throw a want to win on Back for Blood. I, okay. I've yet to play that game, but I just I want to see it succeed, you know? Just as I, a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, I want to see it do good. I I don't know what it adds to that formula. It may have added a, a fuck ton to it that makes it, like, totally different, you know? Yeah. But to me, it is Left 4 Dead, so it's old hat. We know it. It's not going to win this game. Okay. <laughs> I just don't think. Um, speaking of things that we've been talking about for quite a while now, we have a category for innovation in accessibility. Yes. Uh, we have Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I told you them subtitles. <laughs> yep. And The Veil, A Shadow of the Crown. I, just for all the all the talk that you have beefed up on this thing, I have to throw it to Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I'm giving it to Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Because to me, Forza, it might have stuff, but that's still just driving. Like, Ratchet and Clank is shooting and finding enemies and like traversal like it's like got a lot of shit to it plus the story and then understanding it i think they knocked it out of the park it's got to be them yeah has to be okay next category best vr ar game we have hitman 3 i expect you to die to lone echo 2 resident evil 4 and sniper elite vr right, you ready? The offended scoff that you gave <laughs> you expect me to die <laughs> um, I want Hitman to win that shit. I do too. I think that is an interesting VR experience. Yeah. Piano wiring a man just. <laughs> but you know what's going to win? Yes, I do. Yep. <laughs> Resident I, Evil 4. I set it down there. The name speaks volumes in and of itself, regardless of what it is. People are going to go, but I can play a game that's so great and that I love. In VR, yeah. so it wins. Hands down. Gotta win. Uh, best community support. So this is recognizing a game for outstanding community support, as in transparency and responsiveness, uh, being inclusive of social media activity and updating their game with patches and stuff like that. So, like, yeah. fixing up your game. Right. And just having fans in there. We got Apex Legends Escape, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Final Fantasy, fourteen online, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. 
I think the winner is Apex. Because it's really? always Apex. I kind of think it's going to be Destiny this year. Apex never seems to like go down. People are still all about it. I don't hear about Destiny like you do Apex. I've been hearing a lot about Destiny since they have bought, gotten onto um, the Xbox Game Pass. I think that uh, doing that and also making all their expansions available for the future, like they're going to put them all yeah. on, on Game Pass, I think that's going to be a big bump for them in this category. We need to follow all these social media so we have that in our back pocket too. Right. I have peeked yeah, at Destiny social media just because, you know, out of curiosity, like it's like checking on an X. <laughs> I've gotten in there. I've dipped in to check out what they're doing, and they have a pretty big social media presence. So, well, we'll let this be one of our different ones. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Apex. I think. All right. Uh, next category is best mobile game. We have Fantasian, which I've not heard of, um, Genshin Impact, League of Legends, Marvel Future Revolution, and Pokemon Unite. I am saving Genshin for a separate category. Okay, I think Genshin's going to take this one. No, I think it's going to be Pokemon Unite. Really? I kind of want that one to win, but I don't I don't think it has like enough leg to stand on. I think Genshin just has a way bigger community. I want and think, because this says, uh, just for the best game playable on a mobile device. Fuck, well, that's Genshin, because it's, <laughs> it's, so, well, it's so polished. I think they'll throw Pokemon a bone for this one. And give Genshin where I think it's going to win further up in the category. Okay. Best debut indie game. Oh, this is where I wanted your opinion. Okay. So best debut indie game. This is the best debut game from a new independent studio. Yes. We have Kana Bridge of Spirits, Sable, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, and Valheim. Right. I would like to see Kana win. It's not, it's, it's not going to win. You don't think so? No, not at all. Okay. Honestly, I think it's between Sable and probably Valheim. And I really think it's Valheim. And that's why I wanted to ask you, since you have played yeah. it. I'm actually going to put it first on... first game. I'm going to put it on Valheim because it's for a studio's game, right? first game, it is it is pretty big and pretty ambitious. Like, yeah. the, the community has been frustrated since release because they haven't, like, patched as much new content as the community had hoped. But I think for a studio's first game, it is just so expansive. It's, it's yeah. Minecraft, but Vikings, like what more that's, could you want? Yeah. That's why <laughs> I think it's going to take it. It's pretty good. People don't have a lot of good things to say about Kana. Really? Not really. And it makes me sad, but also I haven't played it. So I, Oh yeah. I wanted to see it do well just because the art style was so cool. Oh um, yeah, I think it's so pretty, but just as a game, it's got collectibles and it's all just hats for like the secondary people that you have and there's currency for the <laughs> okay. hats for the people you have. So like it just is one thing and it like tries to show you something else, but there's nothing to that. So there's just not much in it, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's just not um, going to win for a, a best out of these. I've also played Sable, not the whole thing, but like the first hour or so of it. And okay. it's pretty good. Like I, yeah. I like it. And I, it reminds me a lot of journey, but it's not an online yeah. experience as far as I can tell. So I want to play more of it and I kind of want to see it win. Yeah. I wish I knew what these were, but I didn't even look them up. So I looked up the artful escape just to see, because I was like, that sounds like a 
a good title that I would enjoy. Yeah. And it's really, it's a pretty game. I have no idea what the style of gameplay is or anything, but just the, the visuals are very striking. Okay. okay, so similar to this category, we have Best Indie Game. And in this one, uh, we do see Cana Bridge of Spirits come up again. We've also got 12 Minutes, Death Store, Inscription, and Loop Hero. This is another stacked category. Best Indie Game? Still want it to be Kana. Mm-hmm. But you know what's going to win? What's well, going to win? Death Store. 100%. Really? What's, what is that? You're like a little raven sword fighter dude. <laughs> and people are just like ravenous about it. Okay. I've not even heard of that one. I heard about it on a direct the other day. Like, like I just heard about it, and it looks like I saw like thirty seconds of it, and like I need it in my oh, life. Oh, okay. Like I want it. I'm actually between Inscription and Loop Hero for my pick because I, I've seen a lot about Inscription. It sounds like a game that would be up my alley. Like, okay. it just seems cool, and people are raving about it. But I also really want to see Kana win. And Loop Hero, Loop Hero, I've heard just endless talk of. I don't know okay. what, it, I think it's more, it's, it's another game like Returnal or um, Hades where you're just like, you know, a roguelike looper okay. kind of a thing. Um, this is a tough one. I like how 12 Minutes fell completely by the wayside. <laughs> I really like that game a lot, but I don't think it has a leg to stand on next to these guys. It's just, it was so. I just thought you were going to fight for it no matter what. No, I really like that game. Don't get me wrong. I I thought it was it was fun and it was interesting and it harkened back to the days of the point and click adventure that you don't get anymore, I think. Like you don't there's that's not a popular style of game that you find just laying around. <laughs> so, yeah, that that for me was like a one and done, forget about it now. Yeah, like I've played it twice now and I that's enough for me. Yeah. But it does have a, such a strong story, but uh, uh I'm going to I'm going to go with inscript Okay. I feel like I'm going to regret that, but I'm going to go with it. And I'm going to say I want to win on Kana. Nice. I'm glad she's at, at least receiving the love, even though she won't get any awards. <laughs> okay, so after that, this is what I was saving that one for. This is best ongoing game. It is to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content, so just a games as a service. We have Apex Legends. Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy fourteen online, Fortnite, and Genshin. I think it's Genshin. It yeah, has these are... increased in popularity where none of the rest seem to have gone up. I yeah. Feel like Genshin has gone up. Definitely. And everything else has kind of stayed stagnant. Yeah. This next category is one that you and I like to dwell on. So this is games for impact. Uh have you heard of any of these games that are in this category this year? Only one. I've heard of two. I have made a so... point to not look these up because I'd probably just be sad, but... Oh, <laughs> okay. So we've got games for impact. Uh, this category is for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. And the nominees are Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. Um, I know that Boyfriend Dungeon is like a dating simulator style thing, but it is... It also, like pushes important messages about consent and things like that yeah so i that's the only other one aside from life is strange that i know of on this list should we look up just some quick synopses you'd like to because i was gonna go just by um title but if we can read some stuff so here you do the first one okay i'll go for the 
the Ooh. third one there. Here we go. Before Your Eyes is a first-person narrative adventure which tells the story of a soul's journey into the afterlife using new and innovative form of interaction. Your real life blinks. Ugh. Okay. Play with your eyes. What? Okay, yep. Not into it. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. This is like that horrible TikTok filter where, like, the baby turns around to look at you and you have to, like, not talk because it... When your mouth is open, that's when you, oh. like, move towards the baby. <laughs> but when you close it... It, it like stops yeah weird that sounds like it could be very emotional to force you to play a game with like your, your body, body like that yeah okay I'm into this one though this is a shikari a colorful tale you ready uh-huh i'm into this it is a 2d adventure uh it features an anthropomorphic la, la, la. that Anthro always gets you anthropomorphic dog with a magical paintbrush, which is used to color the in-game world. Okay. And you know how much we like that in, like, Gris and stuff, so... Yeah, that's cool. I'm into that. And they previously did the game Wander Song, which I know was a big deal before. Boyfriend Dungeon is a dungeon crawler dating sim. Taking place in an urban fantasy setting, the player character must fight through dungeons with the help of a human partner who can transform into a sentient weapon. I just I just found the winner. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Oh, it's uh, No Longer Home, for sure. I feel like I've heard of this one, so tell me about this one. Uh, no Longer Home is a game about letting go of the life you've built due to circumstances beyond your control. And I feel like that would hit hard. Okay. Be it like a kid that had to move because like, your parents forced you to move. Yeah. Maybe like somebody dies and you have to... You know, you, you can't afford to live where you live anymore. Like, this sounds like this could hit hard. Okay. Um, I think I'm going with No Longer Home. Life is strange. So the main character has psychic empathy powers that allow her to read and manipulate emotions, which she perceives as colorful auras to physically see how others feel around her at the cost of being infected by their emotions. Interesting. I still haven't played Life is Strange 3. I would like to play that one. Um... My vote is going to go on Before Your Eyes just because of the mechanic of playing with your eyeballs. That is really unique I mean, and I I'll, think probably impactful. I want us to have different things, but I'm going to sell you on this a bit more. You ready? Okay. No Longer Home says it is semi-autobiographical. Oh, wow. So you know it's going to be probably harder hitting. Yeah. Kinda like uh, that dragon cancer. That was like a, a person story, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sticking with No Longer Home. It's going to okay. fuck me up. <laughs> uh, right. Then we have best performance. So people acting in a game, doing voiceover, motion capture, whatever it is. I don't know many of them. But we got uh, Life is Strange, Far Cry 6, Deathloop, Resident Evil Village, and Deathloop again. So I'm guessing Deathloop, you have the main guy and the secondary person that's the other controlled human yeah. person i'm gonna guess it's both of them and i will go so by the way f the far cry 6 is uh the guy from breaking bad yes Giancarlo Esposito. i love him yeah i'm going with big titty vampire wife uh i mean maggie I mean, robertson she, from she's pretty awesome Village. everybody pretty awesome. fucking I'm go loved her <laughs> yeah plus she really embodied it outside of the role yeah. She just loves it when people are like, say you'll step on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, next category is best audio design. We have Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. Uh, I think we've talked in years past that the car games always win best audio design, right? That or guns. Yeah. You actually, a guns or something. Richard's been playing Forza Horizon 5, and I actually made a point to like listen to it and be like, why does everyone think a car game is such good audio design? And I came to the conclusion is because they do a, a whole lot of mixing and a whole oh, lot yeah. of work on the cars. So like each of the different cars has a different sounding engine. And it sounds like the actual car's engine. And there's all the noises that are coming from inside the car. You have the radio that mixes the music that you're listening to. There's a person that's telling you, like, turn right up ahead. And then there's, like, the video yeah. game noises when you go through the gates and shit. There's, like, the the noise of the tires on the different surfaces they're driving over, whether it's the road or, like, brush. There's a lot of audio mixing that goes into that. So I'm actually, like, oh, I've yeah. grown an appreciation for this style of game as far as audio goes. I'm going to do a want to win and I'm going to give my other want to win the win instead okay. of who is actually going to take it. Cause I think you're right. It's probably going to be Forza, right? Yeah. I want ratchet and clank to win. Okay. Cause there's just so much happening in that game, but my other want to win, it's going to be returnal. Okay. Because it's built with the 3d audio in mind Oh. So it's made to be played in the PlayStation headset kind of exclusively so that you can hear where enemies are. Like, the the sound is integral instead of, like, you know how sometimes if there's somebody behind you in a game, there might be, like, a little indicator. It's like, ooh, there's a bullet coming from behind you, right? Yeah. This game makes you listen for that Okay, instead. shit. So sound is a big part to winning that game. Nice. So I'm going to go Returnal. Uh, then we have Best Score and Music, which is original songs or licensed soundtrack, which is why we did Death Stranding last year, because it just had a bunch of cool songs in it. Yeah. Uh, this year we've got Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Deathloop, Near Replicant, version 1.22474487139, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, and The Artful Escape. I want Guardians of the Galaxy to win because okay. I think it should win based off the same merit that Death Stranding did. Yeah. But people love the music in Nier. I'm going to give it to Nier. I think that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to take it for this one. I just think that it's got too much like popular shit that people are going to... I don't even know what's in it. Okay. Like, like, like I know what's in the movies... And I wonder if they use the, just the same stuff from the movies or just similar stuff. Yeah. Uh, next category, I'm very torn again on these ones. So we have best art direction. So the description for this, outstanding creative and or technical achievement or artistic design and animation. We've got Deathloop, Canterbury Spirits, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Artful Escape. These are all, like, I... I looked all these all up right. today just to look at them, you know? Yeah. And they're all so, so pretty. You I ready? Think... Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. You think they're going to win? <laughs> not, no. Not, not to be aggressive, but... No. Deathloop's going to win. Yeah. That's... Although, I don't think it should at all. You don't think so? No. Like, it's a pretty realistic thing. Like, for art direction, I'm like... A bold style. Give me a style. Psychonauts yeah. has that 
Kana has that. Ratchet and Clank has that. Yeah. I still I, don't know I about want the Artful Escape, but... You should just look up a picture of it. Like, just Google Artful Escape real quick. Because, like, just the cover alone, it's like, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty uh, friggin' cool. It's freaking neon, too. I love neon shit. Everyone yeah. loves neon shit. Everyone loves neon shit. I still want, and I'm going with Ratchet and Clank. Can I pick two want to wins? <laughs> I think I did that already, too, so okay. that's fine. Yeah, I want Psychonauts in the Artful Escape. I think oh, okay. those well, two then. are just beautifully designed, but I think Deathloop is going to take it. Yeah, I would really love for Kana to win. Yeah. But uh, I know Deathloop will win. Yeah. <laughs> but I am going to will into existence that it's Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Because Ratchet and Clank just looks so good. It and does. they it's built on like actual like animation properties. They do like the like squash and stretch stuff. Yeah. To like accentuate the motion and that's art direction and it's beautiful and I love it. It's fantastic. Uh okay, then we got best narrative. I really hate doing these now because I haven't played so many of these games, so I don't know these stories. Yeah. Know? But we have Deathloop. It takes two. Life is Strange, True Colors, Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonauts 2. I think I have a want and will win. Okay. That's Deathloop. Yeah. With how um, the game operates, I think it's how they tell the narrative. Well, here. The narrative just says for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Yeah. The way that story happens is unique that none of the rest will have. They'll have a standard story, I think. Yeah. Where it just progresses naturally. That's why I'm into Deathloop. I think It Takes Two is going to win this one because it okay. it is a different way to tell a story. Like, you're yeah. working... The the theme for this game, for anybody who hasn't heard of it, it's like a, a girl who has dolls of her parents. It's a young girl. And they, they're going through a divorce. And she's, like, acting out scenes with the dolls and then the parents like souls are sucked into the bodies of the dolls or whatever so (laughs) you're actually like living out this little girl's narrative and i think that is it's such a unique idea and i really want to play this i i think it sounds like a a captivating game and i want to experience the narrative that's probably why people have been recommending we play that for so long yeah (laughs) okay um best game direction is the next category so this one is Awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovative Innovation in Game Direction and Design. So this one, you're going to be noticing a theme here. It's all the same games we've been talking about up to these recent categories. We've got Deathloop, yep. It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, Deathloop. Yeah, Deathloop. <laughs> I think that there's really no contest here. Like They yeah. took a pretty unique idea of having an assassin character that another person actually is controlling like it had to take a lot of balance and finagling for this to to really yeah. work. Um, I'm gonna throw my want to win on Psychonauts because I I want to see this come away with some awards. You sold me a little more on It Takes Two, so I gave it one. Okay. <laughs> um, I love the idea of Returnal, and I think it's very ambitious for what it is. Yeah. A game can have good direction, but that direction has to grab people, and I just don't feel like it grabbed people the way that it was trying to. So to me, that would be a misstep, you know? Right. And Ratchet & Clank is fucking dope, but it's something that's happened. Like, it's just a really fucking good game. 
Yeah. You know? And it works very well. And I love it. I dearly love that game. But, like, it's not new. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't can't go there. So now we have Game of the Year. Kelsey. Robert. Would you read these out with me? Yeah. There's one, two, three, four, five, six of them. Here it is again. It's Deathloop. It takes two. Metroid Dread. Psychonauts 2. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. <laughs> Resident Evil 2. No. Resident Evil Oop. Village. Alright. This is a tough one. This is where I... we were all like, oh yeah, you know, we know what Robert's gonna do. No, you don't. No. I, I know. I know what you're gonna do. <laughs> I do think. You? I think you're gonna put it on Deathloop because Deathloop is probably gonna fucking sweep, I feel okay. like, right? But are you ready? I want Deathloop to win. Why do you want Deathloop to win over Metroid Dread? Because Metroid Dread is Metroid Dread. I mean, it's it's the game we know. Yeah. There is nothing special about Metroid Dread. It no, is I mean, just another good game. But it's the same. I mean, it's the same formula. It's the same type of game. There's nothing like if Metroid Prime didn't exist and Metroid Prime had just come out and it like reinvented what Metroid was... That's game of the year. Yeah. This didn't reinvent anything about Metroid. It just gave us good Metroid. Okay. And I love it for that, but it, I I wasn't rocked to my core at what it gave me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm... So no. I'm interested because there's four games in this category that are sequels or like pieces of a series, you know? Yeah. And two individual unique standout games. And... I, I, uh, it's... You know what I want to win? Kind Well, just because I like it so much, Ratchet and Clank. It was so good. Okay. And it's so replayable. But it's a game we've had. Yeah. It, it, it has a cool mechanic. I don't think any of these games, anything has existed like Deathloop. And that is why that is game of the year to me. Yeah. I mean... It is so unique and it was so anticipated and so many people bought this game. Like it has been highly played, you know, like yeah. they, there's, a, there's enough reviews for this. Um, Cause like I said, I didn't want Deathloop. I thought it was going to be a dumb game. I was like, it's really <laughs> not a game for me. But as I hear things about it, I'm like, that's what you do. Like what? You yeah. Can't. It sounds like, when I ask myself, can you do that in a game? That's when you've done something, you know? Yeah, you're right on that. So I'm I'm between Deathloop and Resident Evil Village for this one. because Only because Resident Evil Village was also so highly anticipated, so teased out, and so well-received, right? Like, I don't think people complained about Resident Evil Village. I thought that too. And then I was like, but Resident Evil Village is like a best of of all the other Resident Evil games. So it's still things we've had it's just now yeah. all in one package which makes right. it oh, amazing right but i just for me i can't get over that death loop is this thing that i'm like how did you even formulate that idea yeah and that's that's the thing that <laughs> is pushing me toward also saying game of the year for this one so the category is recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields and I think that Deathloop, from what I've read and heard about it, has done that, right? I I think so. 
I hate to pick the same one as you on this one, but <laughs> I might have to just because but like it is. It really is, and I think, yeah, I think I think Deathloop is going to win Game of the Year. I mean, it is. I kind of wish it. I don't wish it was any of these other ones. Actually, I don't. Okay. Um, I was like, go ahead, sit. Suckle knots too. <laughs> well, like, I mean, I want Suckle knots too to win something. I don't think it's worthy of yeah. Game of the Year, but. That's I, why I, mean, I had said for best action adventure, right? I was like, I'd like Metroid to take it here. Yeah. It won't with what it's up against. That's why I was like, they're going to have to throw it a bone. Because if they give it game of the year, I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> like, that's what will bother me about it. I'll, I'll think they did it just to, like, appease people that waited 19 years for this game to come out. Yeah. That doesn't make it the best game. I love it. I thought it was great. But there was nothing in it that I was like, wow. I've never thought that that could be there. It was exactly what I was waiting for. You know? Yeah. I wasn't surprised by that game. It was just good. Just good. Psychonauts is I think just that more of what people expected and were waiting for. Right. Waiting Ratchet a long time for. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. I just think it's so much fun. Like that's why I like that one. Cause it does deliver on all fronts. Gameplay fun acting in it. Awesome. The music great. Cause the Metroid's built on music and the music in this one kind of sucks. Like, that's, like, one of the only complaints that people have, that Metroid is, like, a musical powerhouse of a franchise, and this has the most forgettable music. Really? So, I would say me. you have to take it out for that reason, you know? But yeah. Ratchet and Clank hits that point. Like, Ratchet and Clank gets it. I love that game. I will play that game, like, forever. <laughs> that's why I would like to see it win. But... The only thing in that game that made me go like, whoa, was a new mechanic that's just afforded by technology. Yeah. It wasn't like a genre or a whole new way to indulge in a game. And yeah. that's what Deathloop is to me. Okay. So that is our picks for 24 of the like 30-something categories. We skipped yeah. eSports like always. We don't want the eSports. Um, um yeah, so the Game Awards uh, results will come out on Thursday the 9th, so we will have our results of the bet for you guys, because if you don't know, if this is your first time listening to our Game Awards review episode, we always make a bet, and the winner gets to, you know, choose to inflict pain on the other one somehow. Or... over the other. <laughs> yep. Um, I have an idea for a bet for you, but I'll okay. keep my cards close to my chest unless you want to reveal yours. I have thought of one just because you said to inflict pain. <laughs> Please don't inflict pain on me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. You ready? Okay. This is not my official, but here's my beginning thought. I think we'll have to unveil these like on Twitter or maybe in an upcoming Friday roundup or something. Okay. Uh, maybe not the Friday roundup because then you guys that don't, in, you know, engage in that won't won't hear it but we're like inflict pain i was like what could i give kelsey she does not want i was like oh Scorpion. man i could make kelsey watch dead girl no no <laughs> kelsey doesn't want that i know i i know 
Ugh. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to really think on it, because I'm not gonna be like, go watch a whole TV show. I so, can do that to you. Remember last year's Game Awards, um, you won, and the bet was that you picked me to play Journey. Yes. And you inflicted so much emotional pain on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was so good, and one of the best gaming experiences I've literally ever had, so I'm really, really happy that we did that. Okay. Um, so... I mean, it's not necessarily pain. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that maybe I can't get you to try out. Something you couldn't get me to agree on. Like, I have an idea of a thing that I want to do that I know you don't want to do. It's a uh, Watch Cats 2019 three times in a row. My God. I would love to do another uh, Lego stream. <laughs> and I know yeah. that you're not as into the Legos. I mean, I would build one, but... yeah. That's not pain. It's not pain. It's a I little mean, bit of finger pain, a little bit of emotional pain if it falls no, apart again. No, the price is the pain. <laughs> I've never felt so like I was on the break of a mental, like, on the brink of a mental breakdown. It's like trying to get the cheeks of that ATAT to stick together. Yeah, that's why I left that to you and stayed sane. <sighs> uh, would you like to hit another expo? Yes, please. Thank you so much for listening to the very end of the episode. And as a reward, I will ask you to please tell your friends about us and help us grow this audience. You can be a part of it. You can be one of our fucking street team. Grab a sticker. Grab a Yipto sticker. Give it to a friend. Be like, listen to this thing. I don't know. Give him a give him a, a gentle kiss on the forehead and, and your lipstick. Write Yimto so they just have Yimto stamped on their forehead. And they'll go home and they'll look at it and they'll be like, what's that? And then they go google it and they listen to our podcast it's a, it's a win-win-win situation don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode because we release every single monday without fail there is yimtope here for you because we love you and if you have a second to rate and review us on apple podcasts that helps us find many more lo- lovely listeners just like you and don't forget while you're out there doing that you can find us and friend us on all the social medias we are ymbtoap on twitter instagram tiktok youtube facebook twitch which is one of our places we love to do and we have something really big for you guys i'm excited very excited um we recently got a listener mail from a listener named cj talking about our accessibility that we had discussed we were talking about dark souls and a whole bunch of other stuff right and we dunked on dark souls a little bit (laughs) yeah (laughs) that it's a shitty game that nobody should want to play and I want to play it, and I feel bad for it. Well, <laughs> he has agreed to show us some of this game and go into having a disability and playing a game and how to apply certain things to make it accessible and all this stuff. So we're going to get a first-hand look, and I get to be taught how to play a game that I don't want to learn how to play. Yeah, I'm excited about this. We already had like just a little short meetup where... We kind of hammered out the details of the stream, and just in that short amount of time, he showed us a few things in there, and I was like, this game actually looks fucking badass. Yeah, like, it does. I hate that I want to play it now. So we will be, actually, we will be watching. We, we will. will be in the gracious company of CJ, who will lead us on this journey of Dark Souls 3. That will be next Saturday, November 27th at 6 p.m. Uh, he's got some stuff laid out for us. We'll also be taking some questions. If anybody has any about accessibility in games with a disability and there's something that we're going to do. 
that I'm really excited about, and I think we're going to wait till the stream to announce that, and I'm going to cry, I think. Okay. <laughs> so I'm excited. Please tune in and see what that surprise will be. Yes, our voices and faces will be there, but our gameplay will be passed off to CJ. <laughs> yes. And don't forget to think about that Patreon. If you like what we're doing here, you want some of that pre-ramble you heard, you want some reviews that we do monthly, you want to just be in the know, in our Discord, hanging out with us, don't forget to go out to Patreon and sign up. And these listener mails bring us good topics, thought-provoking things, and sometimes special ideas for Twitch streams where we bring those people in. You don't know what can happen with a with with just a piece of mail, right? Yeah. Write us some mail of a topic you want to hear us talk about. Just what you think about anything we do, anything you want us to do. Just send us whatever is on your mind. That's what we want to hear from you. Yes. And our theme song is, as always, The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. He's got the good tunes. He's got the hot beats. He drops it down for you guys. He drops it low, brings it back up. It's wonderful. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Is Deathloop really going to sweep all the categories? One more important sound we wanted you to hear. This is Yimtope on Fridays, but on Monday. Um, yeah, so I was hoping to do a Black Friday thing with you on the Friday roundup, and it went yeah. live Friday. Y- yeah. But we recorded. So we didn't have early. time to, like, actually, we record Thursday night, so we didn't have time to, you know, pull all the data and stuff. So, like, dude, fucking Black Friday, man. This is off of the PlayStation Store, by the way. Yeah, this is all PlayStation Store stuff. And if you have PlayStation Plus, some of these prices are different. What? But I had to... Yeah, you get, like, an additional discount if you're on... If you're on PlayStation Plus. But when you're logged in to see those prices, if you own something, it doesn't show you the price because they're like, we already own it. So I logged out because there's games that I own that I want you guys to own. So I had to see what the price was. (laughs) Uh, Tons of Assassin's Creed, but, like, the big one for me, I always buy the Ultimate Edition or the Gold Editions. Yeah. Whenever they're like 50 bucks, because they normally run like 100. The new Assassin's Creed 4 PS5. I've been waiting for 50 bucks. It's 47. It shows oh 53 God. here, but with the PlayStation Plus, like extra bump. See, I get 5% more. Oh, man. And that's down from 120. The one right above it, the Assassin's Creed bundle, what does that all come with? Because that's originally 160, and it's down to 48. Oh, so that's, that's fucking the three biggest fucking games it's oh my god all of or so it's like the base game though but it's three assassin's creed origins took me a full year of play to beat jesus and i'd play it for like three to four hours a day (laughs) like every day oh my god it was huge and i just started odyssey because i was still that daunted from what i did in that one yeah but i'm going for it now and now there's fucking valhalla and these three games are huge they're all so fucking huge and you can, 
all of them together for 48 bucks at 70% off. That's, <sighs> That's fucking good. nuts. Like, I only want the gold editions because the DLCs that come out for Assassin's Creed are always like 30 to 40 hour add-ons. God. Like, like they're fucking huge. So it's like, might as well get the whole fucking game, you know? Mm-hmm. But so here's the fucking ultimate edition, less than the price I normally want for the step below, which is the gold one. So that's happening. Yeah. That's, that's fucking happening. So actually, Back for Blood God is on it. sale. <laughs> of course it is. Um, <laughs> it's on PlayStation, though, so. Yeah, so if I were going to do it, I'd probably get... Like an old limited edition. I like how the, the editions are denotated because you said like the standard one, the deluxe that's surrounded by blood, and then the gold yeah. edition. Actually, I'd get the deluxe, I think, because it already comes with all the like the annual pass DLC shit that, that you'll yeah. have in the future. Yeah. So the ultimate has add-on items and a skin pack. I'm not going to pay seven more dollars for skins. Fuck no. that. Like, I just want like content, you know? Yeah. Ultimate edition, sixty-three bucks down from ninety. Thirty percent. It's not bad. Uh, see, I didn't see this one because I own it. But if you like the fucking Batman games, and I love the Batman games, so I will push this on you guys hard. This is two games. This is part one and two for five bucks. Five bucks down from twenty. That's seventy-five percent. Those are two of the best games you can ever play for five fucking dollars. Goddamn. Get that shit today. Crash Bandicoot, the Crash Aversary bundle. Crash Aversary. Dude. That's cute. It's it's the trilogy remake of one, two, and three. It's Crash Team Racing and Crash Four. So this is like every crash game that exists for PlayStation. Fifty-four dollars down from one twenty. Fucking nice. This episode was about game awards and uh-huh. tons of game awards shit. Is on fucking sale for good prices. Yeah, fucking cheap. We were talking about Deathloop and how we wanted to like go down in price. It's it's thirty bucks now for sale. So yeah, so kinda it is it. it is fifty percent off. Uh, Diablo two Resurrection, or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I want the Primeval because it comes with Diablo three. Oh shit! So you get two full games for forty two buck. 42 bucks, you get the remake of Diablo 2 plus, and it's all the de- everything for part three. But we're not supporting Blizzard right now. <laughs> I know, but I want oh. it. Yeah. Um, I'm pissed that Ghost of Tsushima, its PS5 <laughs> upgrade, is in the Black Friday deal with no sale price. What? Let me upgrade for cheaper. This one blew my fucking mind. This is Kingdom Hearts. The all-in-one package. This comes with one, two, three, and it's the one and two editions with, like, two other games built in. So you get, like, every game that's playable in all these editions for $25. Goddamn. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. It's not huge, but if you have a PS5, there's no reason to not get it for a sale price. It is $50 yeah. for the base one. Nice. Get that. Resident Evil Village. 50% off, $30 off? from 60 Yeah. What the fuck? It's time. Well, this came out in February. It's pretty old now. Yeah, I guess, but still, that's that's a good sale for a game that came out this year. Yeah, and for a PS5 upgrade, I yeah. will be having that one. So, uh, all in all, it was going to cost me $718. Oh, Robert! <laughs> Normally, almost 1500 bucks. 
Christ. You can't spend $700 oh, on video games. There's no way that's happening. No. I got to turn this 700 into about two, maybe. Y- yeah, pare that down. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll return next episode and tell you what Robert bought. Yeah, we'll see what happened to me.